order in the court. It's time for Understanding the Law Radio. Well, hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm Peter Lamont, along with my co-host, Brendan. How are you doing? Good. I'm, I'm here today to follow through on a promise that I made during last week's episodes. And what was that promise? It was the episode that where... That you'd get more superhero knowledge? No. Oh. No, no, no. It was the episode where I went off the rails. Oh, boy. And I started to talk about content creators. Now, That's right. it stemmed from a conversation that had nothing to do with content creators, but it was part of something that you had said about... Um, public domain and right. people and making people, money yeah. off of other people's right, right, you know. right. So I had promised an episode or two on content creation, and that's exactly what I'm going to bring to you today. Are you ready, Brendan, to talk about content creators? I am ready. Right. Absolutely. So let's let's look briefly at what a content creator is. Well, so I what's think it's in the name? It's anybody who makes any kind of you know media. People who make it's, it's often used for YouTubers. You know. Just people that maybe maybe it's games, maybe it's a, a web series, maybe it's comics or books or writing or you know I like I said I usually use it when describing YouTubers because well that's that's the thing that the the phrase content creators I think is something that is more of a modern phrase because right. when uh, I was younger you you had marketing and advertising and you had people that wrote copy or ad copy, mm-hmm. um, but the idea of being a content creator was uh, something that evolved out of social media, right? Right, Because creating content is a way to drive traffic to your website, for right. example. It's also a way to create celebrity yeah. amongst people who are not uh, natural celebrities and what i mean by that is they're not movie stars the way we would think of a movie star or or um a musician right mm-hmm. there are people that were average people who have now risen to celebrity status because of their content so content i agree with you is really anything that you create that is unique and original and that gets published either via a video or a blog or some other form of, of visual and or written communication. Right, right, okay. And so we talked in the well, in last week's episode about this idea of people using other people's original works to make money. Right. And in particular, I, I think we were talking about this idea of fan games and that's how this whole conversation started. So I want to give you a little background of, of how we got into this topic. We were talking about whether or not, you know, you should be able to make fan games and, and that sort of thing. And I think that I had raised the issue of, well, is it fair that someone creates something and then you create a business around it? Right. And I don't think that I've ever seen any time in history where people have become celebrities and or self-employed based off of the hard work of somebody else the way that I have now. Right. And in particular, I'm talking about YouTubers. Mm -hmm. So 
We've talked about this before, Disney YouTubers, right? Right. Disney vloggers. Yeah, now just, just so people are aware. You know, a lot of people might not realize how big the world of Disney vlogging is. Vlogging is just, you know, video blogs. You videotape your day at Disney World and then you put it on the internet. That's pretty much it. That's the that's the that's the whole of it. But there are so many people doing it. It has become a game. You know, you see all kinds of people trying to one up each other, do better vlogs. You know, I watch a bunch of them. I watch a whole bunch, and you know, we could we could talk about them. But uh, you can just tell, like, this is a huge thing. If you live in Florida and you've got a camera, you might as well, you know, put the gloves on and just try to win because you've got these titans, these people that have done it for so long, and then you've got all kinds of people that are recording. And you know, I, I don't know how to explain it to you. It's it's like its own. You know, world, you know what I'm saying? Where it's this massive thing. You've got all kinds of people vlogging. You've got, you know, people that are always trying to fight to be the first people to record a certain thing. If a new attraction's opening, people will fight tooth and nail to be the people that put it on the internet first. It's it's really, it is crazy. But what what I want to talk about is the fact that these Disney vloggers in particular, Mm -hmm. some of them, depending upon how popular they are, have managed to make Disney vlogging their full-time job. Right. They have been able to leave behind the office, the cubicle, the desk, the man, the workday, and they have created a career out of somebody Mm -hmm. else's creations. Now, that's what I want to talk about. Do we think that it's right for a Disney vlogger, a content creator, to use Disney and Disney parks to make a living. Well, I don't see the the problem necessarily. Go ahead, explain. I mean, I mean, think about it this way: the so it's different than say taking making your own Mickey Mouse movie and putting it on the internet to make money, because in that case, you are. Like, look, I'm going to say it. We've talked about this before, but every copyright infringement case, every trademark law case, it's a case-by-case basis. You don't know until you you really look at the specific example. And this is kind of like, you know, gray area where I think if you – if I were to make a Mickey Mouse movie, Mickey Mouse goes to ShopRite, and I put it on the internet, and I try to make all kinds of money for it, that's not benefiting Disney in any way because they already make Mickey Mouse. They can make it better. They can do it in their company's vision, and they would sue me without – any problems but now if i'm vlogging disney if i am actively advertising them it's like that shark that has the fish or the whale that has the fish like chew the gunk off its teeth and then in turn doesn't eat them right you know it's, it's like that it's like disney makes me a ton of money it's a crazy uh you know what i'm saying though analogy but yes go ahead i do it's uh disney makes it's me a symbiotic symbiotic relationship. relationship right like venom uh they make me a ton of money by putting by, by me putting these videos on the internet and getting all kinds of ads and clicks and whatever, and I make Disney money by actively advertising their 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 place, their home. Well, I think you hit it right on the head because I've I've seen both sides of this debate where I've seen people say this is absolutely ridiculous that somebody is making a living, profiting off of somebody else's creation and and Disney vloggers in particular, you know, being criticized because what they're doing is not original. It's going to a park, talking about their day, and they are 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 really just profiting off of what 
Walt Disney and, you know, the Disney Corporation has created. But I think your point about a symbiotic relationship is, mm-hmm. um, or, or that what a symbiotic relationship that, that Disney and these vloggers have, that's the key. The fact is that one hand washes the other. So, uh, you know, maybe initially when these vloggers um, came out, I have a feeling that Disney probably looked at it closely and said, hmm, you know, let's see where this goes. Is this something that we have to file some kind of claim about? Let's just see what happens. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it takes off. And now Disney is giving people uh, access and VIP and and they're becoming influencers for Disney. And so Disney is getting free advertising out of it, right? right? They comp them a hotel room and in return, they're getting a million views where everybody can see their newest park or their newest restaurant. Yeah, and you know, I think that that's where you're right about the the symbiosis between the two. But you could also see where someone creating content off of somebody else's work, you know, when it's not a symbiotic relationship, where that that company or 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 whatever it is is not making any money from it you could see there how they might be upset right you know you're profiting off of something that you didn't create it's not copyright infringement although although and here's interesting here i think this is interesting so when these vloggers go to the park and there's popular music in the background Mm -hmm. what happens if they leave the music in the video then they get Copyright claimed. Right. So they get a copyright strike on YouTube right. because they can't use that, especially in a in a, right, right, right. Um, a monetized video. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they cut that out. But now imagine this, if you will. Riddle me this, Batman. Mm-hmm. Okay, follow up on last week's Batman episode. Imagine if you create Wally's widgets and you are a small company and you have a content creator who is mm. constantly talking about your, I don't know, your logo or your mascot. But you're not getting any benefit from this content creator. Right. He's using your mascot. He's using your logo. It's in his videos. He's talking about it. It's not simply a review. He's just talking about it all the time. Hey, I'm going into Wally's Widgets, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, you know, you are getting no benefit from this. You're, you're not seeing any increased foot traffic, any increased web traffic, any increased interest at all into your widgets. But this guy who is now making a living off of spending his days at Wally's widgets is profiting. Could you it's at an that oddly point... oddly named place. I know, right? Could you at that point, as the owner of Wally's widgets, say, wait a second, this guy's using my logo, he's using my trademark, he's using copyright-protected material on his vlog and he's making a profit could i file a claim and say injunction you're not allowed to do that all right what do you think i would say yes i mean i mean should you be allowed man this is an interesting question because here's the thing i don't don't know i don't know what to say here because i personally think the moral thing to do would be to just to not step in and and stop him because you know it's his videos it's not 
now you're policing whether or not people can show. I don't know. It just seems odd. It seems like a... But you could see that as a viable claim where somebody says, you're using my logo uh, to profit. Right. Right. I get that. But at the same time, like... It's it's a it's a tough question, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it it absolutely is because I would say no. I mean, like that's just a step too far. Somebody puts you in a video that you don't like, and you can just take it. Down yeah, but over and over and over and over again, and they're profiting from it, and and you're you're not. You know, could you? I think the answer is could you file? And the answer to that is yes, you could file. Right? Is it going to produce positive results? I don't know because, like you, you. You so eloquently stated earlier in the podcast, case by case basis, and you're hundred percent right. correct. Mm-hmm, absolutely. When you're dealing with infringement, copyright, trademark, you look at it on a case by case basis. So hundred mm-hmm. percent correct. But it is an interesting question, and you know you have to wonder. And I think too that that sometimes people become so riddled with jealousy over these YouTubers mm-hmm. that it leads to a lot of these complaints. I mean, there's a couple um, YouTubers out there that are making money from YouTube uh, through Disney, right? They're Disney vloggers. Mm -hmm. And there are other sites that troll them and then create videos that mock them, Right. right? So, you know, interesting. You'd have to imagine at some point that there's there's a reason, a deep-seated reason why you'd have somebody mocking you for doing what you're doing. And a lot of it, I'm sure, stems from jealousy because, look, I'm not going to lie to you. Would, wouldn't it be great to go to Disney World every day and film content and make money? Of course it would. Obviously, yeah. Right? Who wouldn't want to do that? that that's a, a dream job. So interesting, interesting topic. Um, but... I want to just bring in a little bit of law to this. And I want to say that I mentioned this in the last episode. If you are a content creator, the fact that you don't have a job that is um, decades old, right? Centuries old. Mm -hmm. You're not uh, an actuary or an accountant or a physician, you're a content creator and it's a relatively new within the last 20 years, you know, sort of, of job. That doesn't mean that you are any less of a business owner than anyone else. Mm. If you are a content creator, whether you have created your own YouTube channel, you are an Instagram celebrity, whatever you are, right? there's one key, one key to your success that you can't overlook. And, and this is no sales pitch. This is the truth. If you're going to do this as a career, you need to treat it as such. Mm-hmm. And you need to make sure that you have the legal support behind you, contracts, and a lawyer that you can, you can speak with right. about decisions that you are making, content that you're creating. Um, I have seen so many. And I've actually represented a large number of content creators who looked at this as kind of like a side hustle and all of a sudden they become pretty big and now they are faced with lawsuits, people saying that they're infringing, people saying that they're using uh, some of their ideas 
and a lot of work for hire issues, which we talked about uh, last week. Right. Work for hire. So how do you how do you solve that problem? Well, you solve it by if you're a content creator by going out and making sure that you've done work on the front end of your business, meaning have contracts, hire a lawyer, make sure you're set up right. Are, are you an LLC or are you a sole proprietor? Because if you're a sole proprietor, why don't you just open your house up and let people come in and take anything that they want? Because that's essentially what would happen if you got sued. So just because when you tell your mom you want to be a content creator and she looks at you like you're nuts, that doesn't mean you don't have a real job. Right. I mean, it's, That's it's, right. well, you know, I, I could only imagine going to my mother when I was a kid and saying, yeah, I'm going to be a content creator. I, I, I can tell you with certainty. She wouldn't like that. She would not have liked that. And she would have guilted me into doing something else. And I would have given up on that dream because I wouldn't have wanted to disappoint my mother. Sad, mm-hmm. sad story, but true. So, you know, I think that if you're going to approach your parents and tell them that you're going to be a content creator, at the very least, make sure you have a plan in place. And that plan needs to include how you are going to protect yourself from a legal standpoint, because let's face it, the world of content creation is a viable way to earn a living. Right. Right. I mean, it really has become one, you know. Every industry, whether you are making a product, selling a product, whether you are selling a service, right. content creation is critical in today's modern business world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's way more than just an ad campaign or a fancy billboard that Volvo is going to put up. It's way more. So it's a real business. Treat it as such and make sure that you take the steps to protect yourself right from the beginning. Right. So... Well, I, I think uh, I think we've beaten this to uh, a pulp at this point, and and I think that we've probably given some insight into not only our thoughts as to whether or not you know it's it's right to uh, to be a content creator, but also what you need to do if you are one, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's really the takeaway here. If you're a content creator, you you don't want to lose everything that you have worked so hard for. Because somebody sues you, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a co-worker or somebody that you hired to create something, make sure that you protect yourself. Right. So, all right. I think that's going to do it. Do you have anything to add or are you? Uh, Not really. I mean, what you here? said is pretty, pretty much the gist of it. You know? Yeah, I think so too. All right. Well, we're going to end this one today. Make sure you tune into the next episode. And don't forget again that this Friday we've got our next episode of Business and Legal Week in Review. We hope you liked Mm -hmm. last week's episode. It's a brand new show that we're going to be doing every Friday, recapping the um, most interesting, not necessarily the biggest, the most interesting. Snippets of legal news. Legal and business news that we've found that week. All right, great. That's going to do it. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Make sure you tell your family and friends about us, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. We're available anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, including Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again. 
We'll see you next time.
And, and, you know, I have some integrity here and I want to make sure that we get to this last story. But if you're unaware, Scarlett Johansson, who played Black Widow, sued Disney over the streaming release of the movie Black Widow. And while the details are not known with respect to what they ultimately settled for, because they did settle, Mm -hmm. um, the fact of the matter is that Scarlett Johansson claims that her contract afforded her certain financial benefits for an in-theater release, and that by Disney releasing it on streaming simultaneously with its theater release, that perhaps the profits were diminished um, because, you know, for example, the way it works on, on Disney Plus is if you have a Disney Plus subscription, you don't automatically get these brand new in-theater movies that are, are, are right. working, right? You have to pay 20 bucks, but you could have a family party and have 35 people watching, you know, Black Widow for 20 bucks. And so I think that, that she was arguing that she would have made more money if there had been a theatrical release only followed by the streaming and they settled with her. So it's an interesting thought. Now, Disney's lawyers scolded Johansson and, and told or, or at least stated that, you know, she should have been more understanding with respect to the COVID-19 pandemic. And while I guess you can say they have a point, I can also see how they're trying to manipulate the COVID-19 pandemic into an excuse to not pay her. So interesting story. Um I think we spent a lot of time on, you know, some of these other topics. But you yeah, know what? Really. But but I think that it it really developed a number of issues that we have to touch on in the next few podcasts because I think it's really important. Because if you look at and again, I'm I'm going off topic, but if you look at YouTube, look at how many creators there are out there. I mean, how many? And you know, it's funny. I just saw an ad in Instagram uh, this morning talking about this service for creators where creators don't need lawyers. You can just go and you can buy a contract and it's going to be great. You want to be a YouTuber, buy a contract. And um, I'll tell you from years of doing this, if you want to screw yourself over, the best thing for you to do is buy a contract online from a non-lawyer. Excellent idea. Mm -hmm. And then when you are screwed over because whatever you downloaded did not meet your needs, then you'll be calling a lawyer paying double what you would have paid up front. So a little tip for the day is if it's too good to be true, it is. And if you're going to do something right, do it right, right out of the gate. Don't get yourself in a position. Why do you think Marvel is able to defend itself against these lawsuits? Because they took the time on the front end to make sure that they had copyright registrations and to make sure that they had paperwork in place, that when they hired an independent contractor, they actually had some documentation showing that they were an independent contractor mm -hmm. because they put the time and money in on the front end to save themselves from losing Spider-Man on the back end. And that's what I'm telling creators to do. So we're going to talk about, let, let's have a couple episodes on creators coming up. So if you are a creator, blogs, YouTube, Instagram celebrity, whatever you are, you're not going to want to miss those. And and I think um, we've got another episode coming up this week that ties in with our superhero theme. We're going to be talking about Batman and some you know, Batman suing Batman and Batman. Is that right? That's right. right? We're going to talk a lot about Batman, Batman and all kinds cubed. of Batman. Right. 
it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. And but we're also going to we're also going to th- throw in an interesting uh, DC Comics lawsuit in there as well that I think is worth talking about. Yeah. So so that's what to look forward to this Thursday. Uh, but next week, I think we're going to do some of these creators because now I'm fired up and I want to make sure that oh, you guys man. understand you know, uh, about being a creator, what it all means, and how you can protect yourself. So we're going to do a series of those. Does that mean we're going to jump into Disney vloggers? We, oh, we are. Oh, we man. are so Gear going to do it. Gear yourselves up for that, all we're right? We're so going to do Load it. Load up that one on a real long car ride or train yeah. ride. All right, so we're going to do that. And also- Take I just, five hours out of your day to watch that one. It's going to be good. Well, yeah. we might have to split it into segments. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say we're going to have to split it into seven. No, no, segments. Here's Here's the other thing. <laughs> This Friday, <laughs> this Friday, we are this going, Friday. this Friday, we're going to be going uh, and, and doing something new. Every Friday now, you can look forward to the business and legal and pop culture. We can review. We yeah. are going to be doing a, a shortened podcast. It's going to come out every Friday, and it's going to focus on some of the legal stories that have come out during the current week. Um, you know, not, not every story warrants a full episode. And I think that it's a nice way to give you a summary of what's gone on in the law this week. Mm-hmm. I can tell you already that one of the things we're going to be talking about that happened, um, today is Clint Eastwood winning a, a, a lawsuit against the CBD company. So we're going to talk about that briefly That's on week in review. So we're going to give you a series of, of, of news stories that occurred in this current week. We're going to wrap it up with a, with a nice Friday, 15, 20-minute podcast talking about the uh, business and legal week in review. Mm-hmm. So make sure you tune in on Fridays. That yeah, means absolutely. our schedule is going to be Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. So make sure you subscribe. Yeah. Make sure you stay tuned. Stay tuned because you don't want to miss any of our episodes or our our debates. This Absolutely. was a good one. This yeah. was a heated debate. Absolutely. So wait, uh, wait for that uh, content creator episode to come <laughs> out. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you subscribe. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. We're available anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, including Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again. See you next time.